Live from the res here with special guest, the magic man himself, Mr. Kenny Shelton in the house. How you doing, Ralph? Good, man. Thank it's good you. to see you. Thank you for having me here on Live from the Res. Yeah, I wanted, man, when I started doing Live from the Res, you were like one of the first people I thought about having in here. Oh, well, thank you. Because you've always been uh, interesting to talk to and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've known you forever, but, <laughs> but because I don't know many natives that are magicians. Really? Like that's a, yeah, that's a thing. Like, I, I mean, I can, I can think of a lot of res rappers. I can think of a lot of res, all, all kinds of things. But when I think of a ma actual magician, you know, I mean, I when I was little, I used to do the little thing for my thumb. kids, with the, you know, the missing finger. The little finger. thumb, yeah. But I'm talking about like real magic. And it's like, I don't know a lot of people who, I don't know a lot of magicians, period. But especially native magicians that, you know, are res raised and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I always was like, I got to get Kenny in there. So I'm glad that you're well, here, man. Well, thank you for having me with uh, mm -hmm. everything that's been going on and everything here in the world as of right now. But it's awesome to be here. And I can't wait to share you my history of magic and even teach, uh, uh, even do a trick with you and everybody who's listening, too. So um, for the people who want to do this trick later on in the uh show yeah they're going to need a total of 10 cards all right so you're gonna need 10 cards 10 cards of uh black or red black or red you can have either or either or okay it could be from a same deck different deck but if you don't have okay. cards if you have index cards you just need 10 of them and you're going to write an x on five of them okay write an x on five, on five. Of them. and if okay. you have uno cards you get five colors on one color five of the other if you have uno cards and you should be all set all right, so those of you guys just tuning in, we're going to do a magic trick here in a bit. And uh, 10 cards. 10 cards. I like that. You don't have to have the regular cards. You're going to have Uno cards. You have index cards. cards yeah. You know, as long even as you, business cards. Even business cards. Or All even right. 10 pieces of paper. You know, I never actually thought about, like, if you didn't have a deck of cards, you probably could just make them at home. I never well, even thought of I wonder if there's anybody. That's pretty ghetto, man. <laughs> we have to make your own deck of cards. I, I think some people have made their own deck of cards. Yeah. Uh, you can even make your own ESP cards. Some people have done that. What what is ESP cards? Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's like mentalism uh, effect where it has like the wavy lines, the circle, the plus sign, the oh, star, okay, and the square. I've seen that before. I don't know yeah, what that was. Those are called ESP cards. ESP cards, interesting. interesting. Yeah, and a lot of mentalists in magic. That's what they're called, mentalists. Oh. They like read people's minds and stuff. All right, you're already starting to do it. You're already starting to do it, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say the first time, uh, well, my history with you goes obviously way, way back. Oh, Everybody yeah. listening and in our, you know, our grandparents, you know, come up on the same res, great-grandparents. Yep. We have the same roots here in uh, Viejas. You know, our people come, you know, are from Los Caneos, Capitan, the old valleys coming here. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but I, I grew up with your older sister, who was I, only like a year or two older than you. Yeah. But she was in my grade. And yes. I, I got to say, the first time I met her was like Alpine Elementary days. <laughs> we rode the bus together. And dude, this is a terrible story. But they used to have <laughs> at lunch, you could sign up and go play different sports. So I signed up. And I was a chubby old Indian kid. But I signed up. I want to play this, that, whatever. Uh, I think it was like basketball or whatever. Okay. Tetherball was the sport, you know? Yeah, tetherball. But I they, the that. lunch ladies, the aides or whatever, they're like, you have to do this race. You have to run. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do a couple of sprints if I'm going to be able to go play tetherball after. Meanwhile, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I shouldn't be racing nobody. <laughs> and this is like first, second grade, maybe. I mean, this is old school times. And, uh, and they lined us all up. And I remember like your sister beat me in that race. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was like hella fast. She was athletic, and I wasn't. But uh, I lost to a few girls, and she was one of them. And I remember going like, "What the heck?" And uh, but she, you know, she was always—I hate to say it like this—but she was always the smart one in our she, grade level. She was. She yeah. was very smart. <laughs> I, I mean, all of us res dudes were always messing up and getting in trouble, and uh, you know, on the bus in the class. I mean, all the way through middle school, and I remember like in eighth grade. Old Joe McQueen days. Oh yes, it was like Old they Joe would, McQueen. They would choose one one uh, native to get the Clarence Brown Award, and it was like obvious that it was like a you know the award for excellence. The native yeah. kid had the out of the whole school. We didn't go to school with a lot of Indian kids, but it was like the one school that uh, or the one award that an Indian could win was like the excellence. Yes. You know uh, the the one Indian kid who you know did the best, or I guess you'd say or whatever, but. Mm. But I remember when, when it came a time for the award, everybody already knew. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's Yvette. You know, won that. Yeah. But anyway, so we go to Granite, and then I, when I first uh, met you, uh, we were randomly in, in, a, in a class together, Miss Nelson. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Nelson, choir. Choir. I was a senior, didn't take Spanish, so and I had to take I was a freshman. And you were a freshman. So, yeah, there's a spread right there. And, uh, yeah, we were in there, like, totally different walks of life. Yeah. I, you know, I never once thought about singing in a choir. No. Fun class. It was. It was yeah. very unique and fun, and the, I'll be honest, the trips were fun. Yeah, Going that was the, the thing. They don't, you know, they don't hype those classes enough. You're just no. like, oh man, I gotta be in choir and sing with all these dudes. No. But the trips, trips were fun. Were fun yeah. because you got to see other choirs perform and everything, and even you got to be in competitions and you got awards yeah. for however well you did. And I remember you came up to me and you were like, I think you were like, pick a card or something. You were already, <laughs> you were already doing magic, and I was like, what's with this kid with this deck of cards? <laughs> Cause you were a freshman, and I was yeah. like, "What is this who, kid? Who, who is this kid? Yeah. Who's this little brat?" <laughs> but yeah, you were all about it, and I was just oh, like, yeah. you know. But I mean, to your credit, you had a focus and a passion for it then already, and that's freshman yeah. year of high school. Yeah. Well, how I got into magic is uh, back in the uh, '90s. There was a magic show called "The World's Greatest Magic" that would always come on on NBC. And it was called The World's Greatest Magic. And they had all the way up to, I think, number five or six. And then they ended. So that's how I got started. And even also how I got started in magic is getting a magic kit when I was a little little tyke. Mm -hmm. I got a magic kit for Christmas. And I thought, oh, great. This is going to be so awesome. I got a trick that was like a huge box about this big, about maybe a good uh, four feet long. Had over 275 tricks on it. It had it set up to where you can have your own little table. Had little areas for all your props and stuff. Take it down, hide it, bring it back up. I remember my first little magic show was from all my family. My grandma, my aunt, my uncle, Felix, my Aunt Mary. No, not my Aunt Mary. My Aunt Tiffy, my Grandma Mary. Um, my dad, my sister, and everybody came up and watched. And I did okay <laughs> but i i am really sad that i don't have that set anymore because you know how we're we are kids we yeah. lose stuff yeah and i'm like so mad at myself but it's so nice to see that there are still some stores that have magic kits still available just recently uh, i just went to costco and believe it or not they still have a magic kit mm -hmm. 375 tricks that's cool because I think when you're a little kid, like it, it's got to do something where it kind of builds, um, you know, the wonder, the mystery. Yes. You know, the, there's got to be a component of like yeah. building. Um, I don't know the word, but just this idea that you can kind of uh, dream an idea that's probably not possible and still uh -huh. see it going to fruition. 
Yes. You know, the creativity muscle's got to for sure get worked out with magic. It, it is. Uh, there's a lot of people who create ma- uh, magic tricks for magicians and help out other magicians. And they actually sell their stuff on their websites or other um, uh, magic websites. Mm-hmm. And going into that part, what I miss most is the actual magic shop. The yeah. brick and mortar magic shop is what I miss. I want to say, like, the only one I've legit gone through and looked at is I used to always, like, in Vegas. You yeah, know, the, the Houdinis. Uh, the Houdinis, yeah, there was in New York, New York, I think. Yes. That's a cool shop. Every time you walk by, it's not like you plan to go there. No. It's just you walk by it, and you go like, oh, man, walk in there and start looking yeah. around. That's pretty cool. My very first magic shop, actual magic shop I went to was down in Seaport Village in the 90s. Okay. It was, uh, it was still magic shop and left-handed shop. Mm-hmm. It was right behind the... And there was a main port where they had a water fountain. Did you say a left-handed shop? Yeah, a left-handed That's shop. That's a real place? That was a real place. <laughs> was, it like, was it The Simpsons? One of those shows that is... <laughs> yeah, it was The like Simpsons. That. It yeah. was uh, uh, Ned Flanders. <laughs> the left-handed, the left-handed shop. shop. Yeah. That's funny. But there was a, lyric, a serious left-handed shop that had left-handed notebooks and everything in it. I mean, I'm laughing about it. If I was left-handed, I'd probably be there every week. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my my first time in a magic shop, an actual brick-and-mortar sh- magic shop. Sure. And my dad's show me, look, there's a magic shop. I'm like, <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh, a magic shop. <laughs> so I go in there and there's all these tricks up along the wall. On one side, it was all magic. And on the other side, it was all jokes and gags. They could pull pranks. And I was like, I want to go to the magic. So the very first trick I ever bought from there was called Nickels to Dime. We had a stack of nickels. You place a little cylinder over them, and they turned right to dimes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's got to be a trick. Otherwise, you'd be doing that all day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one part of it, I remember buying it. I was in the back of the car, and I showed it to my sister. Uh, hey, watch this. I put the stack of nickels on my back of my hand, and I tapped it, and they went right through my hand. And she's like, how did you do that? And I was like, Magic. Magic. I remember that time when uh, you were at Saquon Powell. Yes. And I was like, hey, man, you want to come play Pion with me? And he jumped on my team. Oh, yeah. We played, man. We had a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. I remember. That was fun, I, I would love to play Pion with you again. Yeah, we got to do that again, man. Yeah. We had a couple of good games in there. But but I remember you busted out a magic trick like right before, and everybody was like. <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> we're like, yeah. So they were like, wait a minute. I don't even want to play with this guy. <laughs> yeah, man, I forgot it was a card trick. And yes. Like, they, I, they wanted to see it. I remember distinctly because you like did something and then it was like, all right, is this your card? And they were like, no, that's not your card. You did it a couple of times. And I'm thinking, oh, man, Kenny's got a messed up trick here. It ain't working. And then it was like in their pocket or something. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there watching it going like, how did he do that? Like, legit, I just watched <laughs> him do it. Like, how did he really do that? And then we had to go play Pion. And yeah, they were super nervous. They were just like, <laughs> they they even asked the, the head ref. I was like, can we replace him? Can we get a replacement? <laughs> I know. I was thinking too. I'm, I remember telling him like, Kenny, don't do not do no magic, dude. Because we, we don't want them to think we're cheating. <laughs> I'm like, don't come out with believe, like three white bones in your hand, dude. It's not going to work out good for us. Believe it or not, some people do not like magic too. Really? Some uh, cultures believe magic is really, really bad. And there's some uh, people who think magic is really bad and it's, you can do something to them. So do they go like the, probably the wizard sorcery thought process on it as opposed um, to like it being an intellectual kind of thing? Like that. Yeah. They go to more of the dark side. 
okay. of saying it's a uh, voodoo and yeah. all that stuff. And I tell them, no, it's none of that. Yeah. I tell them all it is is a trick. It's, and that's what it is, magic trick. Yeah, yeah. It's a trick that I'm going to fool you. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's in there because it's I'm going to trick you. I'm gonna fool you, but it's gonna be fun, and you're gonna be amazed. Yeah, you're not gonna be angry about it. It's not you like ain't gonna they, be. It's not like they tricked us and took our our land, you know, with the broken treaty. Oh yeah, no, this is no, a no. fun trick. But no, I, I think that's like in our, our uh, I think that's in our culture because there's mm-hmm. a story, a couple stories I've heard of like back in the day. There's one that they said a guy would bring in this big boulder. Yeah, he was a very elderly elderly man who couldn't really. He looked frail, like he couldn't lift nothing. Mm-hmm. But he was supposedly spiritually strong, and anyways, he picked up this boulder. And I wonder sometimes if he picked it up using spirituality or if there's a magic component to it. I mean, we really don't really yeah, know, I guess. we don't know. But it could be something like that. I think our people but, have the ability to fool each other a little bit. Pion, definitely yeah. a game of, of fooling the other fooling guy. Fooling the other. Yeah. But going back to the story of the, the gentleman with the boulder, some of it can be spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe And stuff that. like that. And I believe in spirits. Mm-hmm. I believe in the unexplained. Okay. Very well. And I believe in ghosts. But you don't put that in your magic. I do not put any okay. of that into my magic at oh. all. I don't put any type of spirituality. I don't put any ghost stories to yeah. it. I just love performing and you ever get anybody, people. You ever get anybody do crazy stuff? Like show up with like a cross and like the garlic or like oh, no, trying I, to sage you down No, or I have not. No, okay. Um, um, I think I had one guy... Who said I was the devil? Oh, really? Straight out, you're the devil. Leave me alone. I'm <laughs> out of here. Actually, no. I do have a friend, uh, a friend that I worked with at Scream Zone. Okay. And I I used to pick him up, pick on him all the time. Yeah. And I would do tricks to him no matter what. And he's like, I'm not ready for it. No, no, I'm not ready for it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, I'm gonna do it to you. <laughs> and one night. I did a trick to him, and we were at Denny's after work, and and the trick was I had him pick a card, mm-hmm. and he all through the night he had his hands in his pocket, just sitting there relaxing. And at the end of the night, I said, "Hey man," and he's like, "Yeah, what? Here, tell me when to stop. Stop." I showed him the card. Yeah. I said, "Okay, you ready? You're standing there. He's like ten feet away from me." I said, "Watch this," and I flicked the deck like this. I said, the card's in your right pocket. And he just like, no. (laughs) He reaches in there. He almost crapped himself right there. (laughs) There's something weird when someone goes, check your pocket. You're like, what? (laughs) And he almost crapped himself because he's like, how the beep? No, beep, no, beep, no. It's just, I had my hand in the pocket all this time. I can't. No, you are the demon. You are the demon. Get away from me. It was all tripped out. I he bet, was tripped dude. out. I'm telling you, there's something weird psychologically <laughs> when you look, and you're like, how How did he do that? I, I'm telling you, I had that experience well, myself where I'm like, legit, how did this dude do that? Well, all the magic tricks I do is all in a book. Okay. It's all in the book. Yeah. And that's what I do um, is that a lot of people, when I go busking, uh, it's a type of term of saying of a street performer, oh, a okay. street magician. It's called busking. Busking? Busking. Oh. Huh. Yeah. 
It's, a, it's another word for street magic, but the technical term is called busking. Like, you have busking festivals and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, see, Port Village has a bus, busking. My son says busing. That's busting, but I think that's something no, different. <laughs> busing is different. Busking <laughs> yeah. is where you go okay. out and you perform and you get, put your hat out for a donation. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. That's cool. It's called busking. Okay, you've done that for a lot of years, like Balboa Park, places yeah, like that. I, I started in, uh, I think, 2015. Okay. I started in 2015 because I ha- at the time I had, to, I had to go out there and do it because mm-hmm. I, I hit rock bottom. I really hit rock bottom and I had to go out there and perform. What do you, you, by hitting rock bottom, you mean like I was personally broke. you weren't feeling good or you're just financially? I, financially, I was. Oh, really? I was not financially well oh, so you were out there hustling i was out there hustling work. making it work because at the time there wasn't many people interest interested in hiring a magician okay because what people don't realize when they hire a magician you're not getting a clown as they think uh-huh. you're getting a gentleman who's worked years hours spent hard-earned mm-hmm. money on his props and on his uh, material uh-huh. to come and perform for you. Yeah. And a lot of people do not understand that when they hire a magician. Yeah, it's definitely a craft. I mean, it, it is a craft. I think sometimes, too, people haven't really sat there and take time. Like, I know you, so I know yeah. what you go through. I know what you've done. You know, I was, I'm always curious to ask, but I think sometimes <laughs> people just see a performer show up and they just assume, like, well, they're just doing it and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I guess with a clown, you can't just bounce around and do whatever. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some work that goes in that, I'm sure, too. But I know you you put a lot into um, your your acts, your magic, yes. the actual, um, the, the, the magic act or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Um, you know, and the I know ma- you put a lot into the, just into every part of it. Yes, I years. do. Every time I see you, you're like, hey, I got this new trick. Yeah, like, I do. Oh, okay. But I got to work on the trick first before yeah. I go out. And when I started doing the, the busking aspect of magic, and I really first went out there i really didn't know what i was throwing myself into uh-huh. it was a whole entire different world of performing magic because the key thing about busking is that you got to be able to get the crowd to come in stay for a good 20 to 30 minutes for your show and then have them leave and then you're competing with like street dancers mm-hmm. and, and probably clowns and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff out there. Uh, street dancers, uh, sketch people, other oh, yeah. magicians, musicians playing their music really, really loud, drowning yeah. you out. And when I don't have amplification, I am just relying on my voice. Oh, and they yeah. have amplification of mics, sound system. And I'm like, all right, we got to go a little louder. <laughs> and louder and at the end of the day my mouth uh, my voice is like hoarse yeah and but over over the time i started off getting like a little little money here and there uh-huh. and then i realized i watched other magicians busk mm-hmm. and i got um uh some other people help me uh realize what i needed to do steps of how to get the crowd in how to get the people to stay yeah. And when I learned those steps, one day it it like it worked. It just clicked right in. It just in. clicked right in. No dollar menu at, at Jack's. We're nope. going in and out or something. <laughs> no, it just What's clicked. What's the most lucrative out there? Who's making the most money? The dancers or the, um, the artists? You, or? you know, it depends on 
who is really entertaining, okay. who's really funny, but it all depends on how the crowd feels too. And and for you, so you, you can't, you're not doing this to get rich. No, no one does this to get rich, I guess. No. Um, if you, if you do want to do this to make rich, you're going to spend, spend some money on yeah. trying to get there because you got to be able to advertise have people tell about you, talk about you, and get people to really be interested in you and your magic of what you do. You know what I think's real good about what you do is like I feel um I feel like a lot of times we tell our youth like there's these pathways to success, these pathways to do you know uh, good in the community within yes. themselves. And I think a lot of times a lot of our youth are you know they're not feeling what everyone's telling them. You know, do this, do that, whatever. And they kind of get uh, disfranchised, and then they go down different roads of maybe mm. drug abuse, alcohol, whatever. They kind of lose themselves. Yes. And I think sometimes we need to differentiate what we're telling, you know, young kids like about pursuing their true interests and passions. Yes. You know, and it's cool, you know, to um, it's cool when when kids grow up and want to go become a firefighter mm. or, but you know, a lot of these things are, are jobs that uh, are very common on the reservations, and it's yes. like there are, you know, there are youth that are uncommon that want to go try something new yeah. and i think it's important to see people doing these things that are not common you yes. know that they could do it they could give a stab at it give it a try and yeah. maybe be very successful and you know success isn't necessarily always making millions of dollars or you know Mm-mm. you know it's not always based in money it can be based in you feel good about what you're doing you know yeah. and you're you're not doing nothing negative you're doing something no. positive you're bringing joy to the world yeah i think that you know what you do is really important with that it's pretty cool no, thank you yeah. Yeah, I I'm just very happy to be where I am at. Yeah. At today and with knowing so many professional magicians over the years of me getting into magic, joining magic clubs, going to magic conventions. Yeah. And joining the, the enjoying the highest level of magic club ever and that was the Magic Castle. That's in uh right there in Hollywood in LA. Right in Hollywood in yeah. LA. That was like my dream. When I, I never knew that thing was there. I drove it by was. it one time, and I drove by and I saw it one time. I was like, "What is that?" And I remember you were telling me about yeah. it. and you were like, "Cause I think you had randomly just been up there like a few weeks earlier yes. or something." And you were telling me all about it. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." It is. It's a really cool place, and the only way you can get into the Magic Castle is that you got to be invited by a member. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's the only way you can get it. The Magic members only jackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's member only, but you got to be invited by a member. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story. I remember when I was joining a, a local magic club here in San Diego. Uh-huh. And I met two gentlemen. One gentleman, his name was Jack White and Bob Bingles. And Jack White was a news anchor here for San Diego. I remember him. He was that yeah. big tall guy. The, big the white tall hair. guy. Yeah, Jack I didn't White. know him as a news anchor. Oh, really? I did not know that. I just knew him as a guy who collected magic and he had this whole entire warehouse. Oh, that dude was a magician. Yeah, he was a magician wow. and he was a collector of yeah. magic too. And he had this huge collection of all old antique magic sets, uh-huh. magic props. And it's just like, it was an amazing, amazing place to see. And that's where we would have our local magic meetings um, every like second Monday of every month. When I, I met that guy one time, Jack White, and it, it was crazy because, like, you know, you see him on TV. Back in the day, like, I don't think kids nowadays understand because they no. got Netflix and all this crazy stuff. But back in the day, especially here on the res, it seemed like we only had five channels at most, maybe two oh, or yeah, three. Oh, yeah, five, five. You know what I mean? It, it was, was like five. <laughs> Channel six, eight, ten, twelve, you know? And like 15. Spokes, and 15. 
KPBS stuff. But I remember he was on Channel 10, and I mm -hmm. watched him. My parents watched the news. I'd see him. And I forgot where we were at, and I seen him. Like, he was reporting live. And I remember going, like, that's the dude from the news. That was, like, the first uh, – uh, he's, like, one of the first, like, celebrities. I, I yeah. Know, probably nobody knows who he is outside of San Diego, but I don't know. But he – um, you know, for the news anyways. But, like, that was the first big celebrity that I felt like it was yeah. a big celebrity to see in person. Well, I didn't know how big he was. Like, literally – Tall, big? Tall, but I didn't yeah. know how big of a celebrity he yeah. was in San Diego. I just knew him as the guy, Jack White, yeah. as a magic collector. I didn't think of him as a news anchor until my grandma told me he's a news anchor. I'm like, nah. Yeah, way famous. No, yeah. I think it was that generation that he was in. There was a couple of those guys. Reminds me of like the, it was Anchorman, that movie, mm -hmm. when there was like oh, that era. Believe it or not, speaking of Anchorman, uh -huh. he actually helped out with the uh the show oh, telling really? them yeah will farrell actually here's a story will farrell actually came down to talk to jack white to ask him of what they were wearing back in that day yeah. and how to make sure everything was correct so jack white yeah. had a big big role in uh anchorman and the story goes is that will farrell and jack white were sitting in a restaurant talking about the movie and this one random person comes up Oh, are you Jack White? Yes, I am. Can I have your autograph? And he signs the autograph, and they went on the way. And Will Ferris just sitting there like, "Did you plan that?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "You pay nope. that person to come and do that." Pretty much, yeah. So this lady did not even know Will Ferrell was right there talking to Jack White. <laughs> she asked for Jack White. Yeah, she's just. <laughs> That's why autograph other than Will Ferrell's. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. I mean, but if you grew up in San Diego or you're from San Diego, I mean, if you never watch Saturday Night Live, you don't know yeah. Will Ferrell's movies, I mean, you would do that. Yeah, that's funny. But that is an actual true story, <laughs> believe it or not. I believe it, though, because, like, when I watched that movie, I was like, man, that is how the newscasters were when I was a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. I think all of that's kind of, it's all, it's gone away, you know, obviously. Yeah. So you're, uh, like I said earlier, you're like one of the few, you're the only native magician I really know now, yeah. but you don't hear a lot about uh, other well, native magicians. Are there other native magicians actually, out there? Actually, there are two that I know of. Okay. Uh, the two gentlemen name, uh, one gentleman, his name is Black Fox. Black Fox? Yeah, okay. and he made a very nice uh, three shell set. He used to carve these by himself, um, by hand, and there was a, a three shell set where you hide the pea, move the shells around. And they were called uh, black fox shells. And he made a, a, a four set instead of a three set. So he got one extra shell. Okay. And they were turtle shells or the Arab beetles that were like red, blue, and green. And they were beautiful handmade. Uh-huh. Is this a recent guy or is he still out there? Or is this you know like back what? In the day? I have lost touch with him. Oh, okay. The last time I met him was in... Nashville, Tennessee, when I went out there for a magic convention, was, was the International Brotherhood of Magicians convention where I went out there because uh, Jack Wyatt, the news anchor, was going to be the president of this international organization that comes once a year to do this magic convention. I never realized Jack Wyatt was into magic so much yeah. like that. Big deal. That's pretty cool. So he became the yeah. president, international president. What is that like when everyone's getting together magicians? I oh. mean, is there a vibe? Is everybody a bunch of, are they partiers? Yeah. Are they, I mean, what does that there, look like? There are some who are partiers. Okay. There are some who are into the tricks and finding out and stuff. And there's ones who are just meeting up, 
meeting old friends again for one year again. It's saying, hey, how you been? It's been a year. How you doing? And you got other people who are just going there to go see the dealer room, okay. which has all the brand new magic that's coming out, supplies for the magicians and stuff. After all these years, there's still like a bunch of new magic tricks that come out. Oh my out. gosh. You haven't you exhausted not, all the tricks and stuff? You will not believe how many tricks come out. It is ridiculous. It's It seems it's like crazy. everything would have already been thought of and done, oh, but maybe They not. keep improving on it. Is that what it is? It okay. is. They keep on improving on uh, old, uh, old. They improve on the old to be new okay so they improve on the old trick in a new way oh that's cool so they look at the old props and the old way of doing the magic trick and they reinvent it to do it a little bit more easier or straightforward okay and then i'm sure like uh is it pretty much all for a street performance or is there they got tricks that are probably for oh, like the screen for they big got, stage or whatever? yeah they got tricks uh for close uh, the the terms for magic, you have what is called the close-up magic. Okay. You have parlor magic, and you have parlors like parlor uh, is like is like a big group of like twenty or fifty people at a party. Okay. And, you always hear that term, parlor. Yeah, magic. parlor, okay. and you're standing there with no big props, just uh, a deck of cards, cup, and little tiny, a little tiny props. Yeah. But you make them look bigger. Okay. And then you have the stage, which are all the illusions, manipulation, yeah. where you um, making balls appear out of thin air, playing cards, uh, doves, silks, umbrellas. And a magician never tells their tricks, they always say? They? No. <laughs> I, I, I never tell my tricks at all. And it, I, people do really want to know how I do the tricks. You're going to have to pay. <laughs> you're gonna, pay to see it you're gonna have to pay to watch see it, it again next time you might get it you should tell him. <laughs> but <laughs> who's the other magician who's the other oh, the other magician believe it or not is lance burton oh yeah that lance burton lance burton yes oh, that's a trip i don't know if anybody thinks uh native they think lance burton yeah lance know. burton is actually uh, a part native really yeah that's pretty cool uh he's now retired yeah he's no longer doing his stage shows at the monte carlo anymore yeah, he was he, there for a long time. He was there for uh, decades. Is that like this when you're like a top notch, like head of the mountain, top of the mountain uh, magician? Is that the spot? Like that's where you want to wind up, Vegas? Or is that for some, not for others? Because it seems uh, like a lot of the big acts go to Yeah, Vegas. some of a lot of big acts. And going back to high school, a lot of my friends were like, oh, you're going to be in Vegas. You're going to be in Vegas. You're going to do this. You're going to yeah. be there. And the one year I went to a magic convention in Vegas, and I seen all these magicians up and down Fremont experience, and I just looked at it, and I looked all in the kiosks. Here's this magician at this casino, this one at this casino, yeah. this time, that time, that time. I just looked at it, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. I, there's just too many magic, too many magicians yeah. up there doing many tricks yeah but um the lifestyle i imagine is probably don't look appealing uh -uh. no I mean, you've the been on the res your whole life go to vegas i mean i yeah. always wonder that because like i don't i like going to vegas yes but i don't know really, i'd ever live there nothing against anybody no, in vegas, no nothing against it it's just i don't I, even want to live in san diego i'd be able to live <laughs> over here i mean we got a chill life i mean i heard some complaints about my dogs running the other day i mean oh. other than that i haven't had drama living here in the last you know, 10, yeah. 20 years. Like, I no, Vegas to me, I don't know how people can live up there in Vegas. That's, yeah. but 
going up there to Vegas for magic conventions was a, a big thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I would go to magic conventions. It was the uh, World Magic Seminar. And then uh, another ma- uh, magic convention that came out was uh, Magic Live. Okay. Uh, it, would, it used to happen only every two years. It was a big convention that you never knew who was going to be there. You never knew who was going to perform, who was going to be a lecturer, who was going to talk about magic and teach you some of their tricks. Mm-hmm. And it was a big thing. You, I would used to save up for this. And I hyped this up very much for my wife to go with me one time. She was like, yeah, I'll go with you. I haven't been to Vegas. Yeah. So we go up there, and we go a few days beforehand, and we go around, do our little tourist thing and everything like that. And then we get ready to go into the into the magic live and that year it was a big letdown i am sorry (laughs) the one year you take your lady yeah the one year i hyped this so much i take her there and it's just like that's that's where i have that look too i'll be like i'll hype something up and then yeah you bring somebody and it's just like it's whack or it's not what it was you're just like oh man but i am so lucky to at these magic conventions i have met so many magicians and made wonderful friends yeah with these all these magicians that i keep in contact through facebook believe it or not i bet social media right social I mean, media this whole uh pandemic and everybody stay at home order and, yeah and all the different things that we've seen in the last two years you're a street performer yes. you're someone that interacts with the, the crowd yes this has got to just be the worst for somebody it, in your profession. It, it was at the beginning uh-huh. um it was uh, my last show before the big lockdown in 2020. 2020, yeah. 2020 was uh, the, was a, for a birthday party for an uh, elderly lady at 95 years old. Oh, wow. I was doing uh, my show and everything. And they seen me performing in Balboa Park, and they asked me, hey, can you come and do the show here? I yeah. said, yeah, no problem. This is what I, I gave them my contract and everything. So doing the uh, busking at Balboa Park has helped me out a little bit. But once that uh, lockdown hit, yeah. it was like, what do I do? I can't go out and perform. It's like, what do I do? What can I do? Do I go to doing tricks online to where people can rewind, rewind and see it and figure it out? Or do I wait until it starts opening up again? Dude, that, that had to bum you out, man. Did it you, did. Did you feel like a depression kind of hit or anything um, like that? Like That had to just be... Like a bummer. It did. It was exciting to perform in front of it, people, right? It, it was very exciting, but it was just like, hmm, if this is going to happen, what am I going to what What am I going to do now? What yeah. am I going to do? It's just like, it was like, what What can I do to supplement my busking? And yeah. it took me a good year or so to figure out what I was wanting to do. And then once slowly things start opening up again, I went out there and it was a different vibe of going out there because I couldn't really have people touch the props or look at the props like I used to. It was a, a and nobody wants you in their face like, hey, yeah. let me give you, a, you know, let me show you a magic trick yeah. to like get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, rough. And I do the old cup and ball trick, uh-huh. and I used to hand the cups out for people to look in and check out and stuff. I'm like, how can I hand the the cups to them yeah, yeah but still be safe about it yeah so i came up with a way to hand it to them if 
by putting it on the stick so we don't get too close. So they do touch it. And then after they bring it back, I give them hand sanitizer. So they wipe their hands so they know it's clean. And then I wipe the cups down, still showing them they're empty. And then I go through my trick. Yeah. And everything like that. And that's where I was like, how are they going to tip? How are they going to? How am I going to get my donation? Well, that's the trick: is that money does not have any germs on it, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> no. So maybe quarters, I, drop dollars, you save all day. Then when I realized I had Venmo and PayPal, and I oh yeah, there you and go. And then that's how people were sending me uh, yeah. uh, donations. That's for super my show. Cool. Yeah. I when bet. they just scan it, okay, thank you again, thank you again. So I was like, okay, this is working, working. But still, some people came up and throw threw money in the hat. And I was like, awesome, great. Yeah, that's tight. When COVID first hit, I had to do a, uh, I went down to Mission Trails here in San Diego. And yes. I did a, uh, I did a, a, a talk or a lecture or something on a Native American history, Kumeyaay history, essentially, yes. uh, in that region. And it was a bunch of, old, I mean, a lot of older people and their families there. It was a packed house. I remember telling them, I, um, I said, you know, hopefully I get to see you guys soon, you know, um, with all this, you know, COVID stuff, who knows what's going to happen or whatever. And it was so prophetic in those words. I didn't know it at the time, but that was like the last time I got it before a big audience because yeah. it was like the next couple of days, that next week's when they did the lockdown. Yeah. And it was like really years until it, I got back up in front of a lot of people to speak. And actually, uh, I emceed a power at New Year's. I've done a couple of things, but I really haven't done something where I get up in an auditorium mm -hmm. and speak to a large number yeah. of people like that. When but I, who who would have known at that time that yeah. that was coming down the pipe? Like yeah, that. it's like now I ask people when they want to hire me for shows, yeah. is it going to be inside or is it going to be outside? Sure. And if they say it's inside, I say, I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me, or thinking of me to come and perform, but I would rather perform outside. I, I said venue is better for me, and I think it's better for everybody else. Yeah, thank God we're in San but Diego where it's good weather for that. It right? is. Yeah. And then I tell them I have other friends who are magicians who might be able to do your indoor event. Yeah. And I forward them over to them. Well, I know like you do magic, but there's some other... Well, I guess it's part of magic. Some of the stuff you do with the, the juggling. Oh, juggling's juggling. So that's its own thing. That's its own thing. Okay, juggling, I know you do that and then yeah. you mix it in there. That's pretty uh, cool. Juggling is a, its own separate thing because okay. all you're doing is throwing balls and catching them. Yeah, you and say that, but bro, <laughs> you're throwing knives and you're teeter-tottering and stuff. I can't even do the tennis ball. I tried. It's, it's not hard. <laughs> you're just throwing stuff up. You're just throwing it. stuff. All you're doing is playing catch by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, all it is, it's a... It's that you're just playing catch by yourself. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> I remember you did that one time. Uh, had you come down for the kids here. We were oh, doing yes. the cultural program. And we had, you know, singing and all these different things. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to have Kenny come down and share some of his magic and stuff. And you brought that out. You brought the board. You were tear oh, yeah. It, and you were doing all kinds of uh, juggling acts. I was like, man, that is lit. Like, I, don't, yeah. I can't do yeah. that. I, I juggle three shovels on an indoor board. You were you were juggling in high school though. I remember oh, yes. you were always you were sitting juggling. there with either a deck of cards or you were or juggling. juggling. Yeah, yeah I, I remember you always... to show me that time and I was like, this ain't for me, man. Yeah, and people always ask me, how do you juggle? And I show them, <laughs> and they're like, what? What's the weirdest thing you've juggled? <sighs> the weirdest. Don't tell thing... me you threw somebody's baby in the air. No. Oh no no. <laughs> the weirdest thing I have ever juggled would be shovels. Believe it or not, shovels. 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 Like digging shovels? Digging oh, wow. a little hand, a little shovels yeah, about yeah. three feet okay. long. Actually, about two feet long. Just and I, I'm just tossing. Wow, man. 
And I we're gonna make you go viral. We're gonna make you go eat viral and have you juggle and some fry breads. No one's ever done that, dude. Go walk in the kitchen. I, 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 and we'll have okay. someone make it. Now you okay? Now at the next powwow yeah. or gathering, I'm gonna go get three fry breads. Come and I'll, me, I'll I'm gonna juggle them. I will it, juggle three fry breads, and I will take a bite out of one of them oh, while juggling. That's tight. I will that do so that. Tight. Uh, that's a, that's my okay. We're got, gonna record the whole thing. Here's what yeah. we're like. We're gonna say, walk up. We'll go to Kumiai Fry Bread booth. Uh, we'll get three. And we'll say, can, we'll get. We'll say, can we get X amount of fry breads? Just three. We just, just three. need three okay. fry breads. And then right there, go for it. Yeah, I'll go right there. You got no it. No powdered sugar, no honey. We no, got this. Just fry bread, and line. we'll do it. That'll be, we'll that do will it. Go viral, dude. I'm telling we you. We will do it. I will do it. I I've get, never seen that of you. I no. I will do it. I'll be the first person to do that. Someone will probably come chew us out and be like, hey, you should play with your food or something. But, hey, that's worth it. That's yeah, I will do that. Now you gave me a challenge. I like I like people who challenge me. Yeah. That's what I like. I guess I'm still a chubby kid. First thing I'm thinking is, like, I wonder if he's, oh he's uh, juggled empanadas. I wonder if he's juggled. <laughs> you know, I'm all thinking of all the food he can be juggling. I don't know there, why. There is a juggling group that uh, does juggle food and stuff. Oh, really? You just bring stuff to them and they, they'll juggle it. It's right? a Gallagher of juggles and just yeah. toss the food out to the audience. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think everybody has gotten their cards, I think. Yeah. And so again, what do they need? They need to they 10 just cards? Need 10 cards okay. from, uh, of red and black from any right. deck. Okay. Uh, 10 Uno cards of any five of any color. Uh, right. Five index, uh, no, 10 index cards and on five of them, make it letter X on the front and back side of one set of cards. Okay. So all five of them will be hex, and then the other five will be all blank. Same with the um, business cards and the pieces of paper. So I'll go ahead and give you um, some cards here too. So we're going to have uh, one, two, three, four, four, five, and five. And I'll give those to you. Okay. So those are going to be your 10 cards. And I'll take... It's okay um, you saw them? Yeah, it's okay because it, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. All just right. as long as they're... Uh, just 10. Just 10 of right. op opposite colors. All right. So what we're going to do is separate them into um, two piles. One is going to be uh, the red color and one of them is going to be black. And you can put them on, on your computer or, okay. or on the table. Set them down though yeah, somewhere? Yeah, just set them down. Okay. Okay. And with your unicorns, just make the colors uh, separate. Okay, so and yeah, blues, yeah, greens. Put green on one side, blues on the other. The other and then the side. X's on one side and the blanks on the other side. There you go. There you go. Now, what I want you to do is to pick up one of the piles of okay. cards, take them, and I want you to go ahead and shuffle them. Just mix them up nice and good. Drop them on the floor. Drop That's the fine. Floor. <laughs> 52 That's card pickup. That's not part of the trick. I'm not in on it. I don't know All what right. you're doing. Once you're satisfied, put it back down. Okay. Okay. Now take the other one and shuffle it up too. All right. You guys got to be doing this at home. You got to yeah. be shuffling it up. All right. Go ahead and shuffle, if shuffle, shuffle. If you're watching shuffle. this in the car, please pull over, dude. Just <laughs> need no rest. Do not do this in a car. <laughs> Live from the res does not yeah, advise do not, doing do this Do not in do it in a car if pull you're over. driving. Wait till you get home. You should be doing this with your kids or your oh, yeah. brother, sister, or something. Grab a group of people and do this. Okay. Go grab auntie or grandpa. Go show them what's up. All right. You good? All yeah. nice and mixed. Now we're going to combine the two piles together. Okay. So we're going to take a black card, place it in. Uh, in the middle. In then? the middle. Okay. And then take another, uh, the red card. So you're alternating okay. colors. So it goes red, black, okay. black, and red. So you're alternating. So you get okay. one 
big little pile of 10 cards. I'm and worried about messing this up here, but we're good. Okay. So all of it is alternating. So right. with the Uno cards, the Uno cards will be alternating. Okay. The X's will be alternating with the blanks. All right. All the way through. Okay. So you go ahead and pick up your 10, your little packet of cards. Just okay. to double These check. These have been individually shuffled and then they've been uh, So they're all... All different. Okay, we can show the camera that. Yeah, you can show you them. They're alternated. They're all black, red, black, red. All right, so go okay. ahead and place that in your hand. There should be face up. Okay. And I want you to turn the whole entire pack face down. Turn the whole pack face down. Down. Now, what I want you to do is take the top two cards. Okay. Flip them over flip and them place over. them on top of the packet. Boom. And you know how to cut cards, right? Uh, You mean just like pull half? Yeah, just red? cut yeah, half yeah. anywhere and place it into the middle of the packet. Okay, and right just in like the that, just right anywhere, just like a normal cut, like okay. you normally cutting the cards, like the casino would boom, cut the cards. Boom, yeah. No, the casino okay. does this though. They go, hey, hey. <laughs> right, that's true. Like, oh, this guy. Yeah. So you, now you're gonna take the top two new cards again. Okay. You're gonna flip those over face up. Okay. Onto the packet. All right. And now cut those into the pack. Okay. Anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. All right. Yeah. Just cut them right in. Okay. Okay. Now we'll do it again. Take okay. the top two cards. Now, if they're face up and face down, that's okay. Just flip them over. Flip them. Okay. And then right. cut them into the packet. Okay. Anywhere you want. There you go. Now, if you are born from January first through June thirty-first. January first to, to June thirty-first. Okay. Take the top two cards. Flip them over, and if it's okay, if it's a, a face up and face down, just flip them over, okay. and cut them into the packet. Okay, but what if you weren't? You just leave it. Right oh, now? I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, because I'm not. Now, okay. if you're born from July 1st through December 31st, okay, don't do nothing, but just for the heck of it, take the top two cards, flip them over, and cut them into the packet. Okay, anywhere you want. So we have. You're not gonna start asking me for my social security. Oh uh, no, right? no, no, no. Okay, this ain't the real trick. Now we have done that maybe uh, four times, and okay. let's really mix it up. Let's do it about maybe you can choose. You can do it five, six, or seven more times. Okay. It's, it's going to be up to you. So just two cards. Flip. Two cards. Flip them over. Flip them. Cut them into the pack, okay. and you can do it as many times as you want. Five times, six okay. times, seven times, whatever you feel comfortable. Take the top two cards. Flip them over. Flip it up and reverse it. Yeah, cut it. Take the next top two. Flip it. Say fifteen percent on Geico by the time we're <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you right. Are you happy? Um, I'm I'm happy, man. Are you? I hope everybody else is happy too. You guys all happy? We're yeah. Happy? All right. Now let's take a look. Let's uh, sp spread the cards between our hands. Okay. We're and how many cards do you have face down? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Wait, one, two, three, four. I can't even count. I feel like <laughs> Yeah, magic. It's called math. Hey, one, two, three, four, How five, many? six. You have six? six? I have four. You see that? You have six. I have four face down. Oh, and cool. you probably have maybe one, two at home. You probably have three or four. Even you probably have none. Okay. Okay, so it's all mixed up. So everybody has a different number. Right. Right? So what we're going to do now is take it and gather up into yeah. one little packet. Put it back together. And you're going to deal it into two separate piles. Where you're okay. going to put one card to your left. Okay. And then one card to your right. And keep doing that. Left, right, right left, left, right. Right, okay. So you have two piles of five. 
like we yeah. did at the beginning. Right. Okay? Now, I want you to take one of the piles. doesn't matter. Either one. Okay. Pick it up. Just like that. Yeah. And I want you to go ahead and shuffle it. Okay. Shuffle it any way you want. There you go. God damn. My hands are all slippery. <laughs> I was slicking my hair down before this. That's why. Use the old Crisco. No, I'm kidding. All right. All right, you got. Yeah, yeah. Sure, let me go a couple more times just case. All right, we're all we're all in there. Y'all good? Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So you're it's all mixed up. You know, it's just. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like that. All right. Yeah, we'll make that one like that. So. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to take the whole entire packet. And actually, yeah. Actually, no. Let's still put this one face up and. Okay. Okay. So it's like that. Okay? Good. Now what I want you to do is take the packet, flip it end for end. Okay, so put them together. And flip it end for end. end. Boom. And place it on top of the other packet. Right on top. Right on top. Bam. Bam. Done deal. That's it. Yeah. Now it may work. It may not. Okay. okay, I may have messed this up because I okay. dropped my cards twice. Yeah, you dropped them two times. Too nervous, but at home it should <laughs> but work. It should work, yeah. Now, the word magic means a lot for a lot of people, and it means a lot for magicians too. For some people, magic means contraception. Yes. Make sure you use it. No, I've got some magic. No. It's magic but if you all believe right, in the word magic, and yes. you say magic really strong, right? Say magic real strong. Like magic. No, 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 no. No, you got to be strong. Magic. No, that's weak. You got to have feel deep voice it. like. Magic. There you go. There you go. There you go. Grand injury. Ma- Sorry, I'm going to my pal. Now you remember how many magic? Car- you remember how many cards you had face down? Uh, earlier, like yeah, earlier when, uh, when we spread it, I had like six. Oh face yeah, yeah, down, yeah, And you I had, had six. Six. I had six. Yeah. Oh no, you know you had four. I had four. You yeah, had yeah. Six, I had whatever. six. Yeah. Or is the opposite? I had six. You had four. Okay. Okay. Now you said magic, really strong, right? Yeah. Look what you did with my pack. Now I have five face down. Interesting. Five are face down. Okay. Now, uh, let's see how well you, you did. All right. It's hard to do this here because everybody can see it. But I'll, okay. uh, let me just oh, – do this. So as I spread them out, you guys can't really see because my computer screen's yeah. in the way. But I do have one, two, three, four, five face down. Boom. I know. That's crazy, huh? That's not bad. But because you said magic are really, really strong. Yeah. If you can you see that I have one, two, three, four, five black cards on my side? Yeah. Yeah. You separated them too. There's all the black, okay. and all the other side is all the red. You guys check your decks. Is that what's happening at home? Is see? that what's going on? Red. What and the black. heck? Now because you dropped it, I dropped you, it. You no, but one. here's the thing: the one I dropped, it was a. Th- it's the three. <laughs> Other than that, they're all black and red. That's crazy. That's pretty cool, man. Thank you. You guys all see how to do that? I don't know how to do it, but I bet you if someone just repeated that with another person, mm-hmm. it would probably work out or yeah, no? It will. That's pretty cool. If you do it again, just follow those steps. That's tight, man. And it, w- it will work. Boom. But you got to say magic strong. You got to feel <laughs> magic. <laughs> I go do like I don't have a, a naturally like oh type voice. So <laughs> when I do, as you kick your oh, cards, that's tight. When I do do it, I go like right into power MC mode. Like oh, yeah. here they come. 
yeah, you got to do Southern accent drops in there out of nowhere. Like, why are you talking like you're from Oklahoma out of nowhere? But uh, that's tight, dude. That's pretty oh, thank cool. Thank you. I can't tell you how many times you've done that to me, though, with these real random tricks. I'm like, why do you do that? But that's a trip. The card I did drop, though, was the card that was all messed up. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That, if I wouldn't have messed that up, it would have been. It would have been, been perfect, it. but the three messed you up. Yeah. See, the three didn't like you. There's <laughs> a, you dropped it. Yeah. The three did not like you because you dropped them on the floor. <laughs> so, where do you think this all go with you for one day, man? Where are you going to take this? Just going to do you this know, until you get old, do you think? I think I might just keep doing it until yeah. I get old. And I get tired. I don't see myself doing like big grand showrooms yeah. and stuff. But my all-time big dream is to perform in the Magic Castle. Oh, okay. That's one of my all-time dreams is to perform in the Magic Castle in either the close-up room or the parlor presentation. Those are kind of a big deal to mm -hmm. perform in there. That's pretty cool. It I is. think it'll happen, man. And the presentation is hands. So what does that mean? Like it means slide of hand, slide of hand, hand stuff, stuff okay. is what it is. Presses hesitation. Yeah, hands. that's cool. That's pretty cool. I, I know by by nature you're you've always been like you see something of interest, you go learn how to do it. Yes, I gotta commend you, man. If those of you guys can see, your necklace is tight. Oh, thank you. And you're telling me you made that? Yes, I did. That's I so just cool. make. I made this. Uh, I got inspired uh, last year of uh, making. Um, uh, uh, beating. I got into beating yeah. last year, and I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, and it brings like it's another type of a thing that brought magic back yeah. into my life is beating something and seeing how it comes out, and that's oh. magic. It's like your uh, UFC medallion. There. Yeah, it's like you yeah. start out with something idea, and you slowly work on it, and then all of a sudden it becomes this unique piece that you put yourself into. Yeah, it's like me putting my magic into myself into the magic, uh -huh. and making people understand it. And it just brings out so much. And the reason I made the feathers is uh, I like to bird sing. Yeah, that's something. But also, I was in in Morongo, and the way I made the feathers is that a guy told me, if you have the feathers going one way, is that you want people to give you energy. Uh huh. And when you have it the opposite way, you are giving the person energy. Oh, I like that. That's cool. That's what he was saying because he had a ring. He was a jeweler. Uh, he made jewelry. Uh -huh. And he had a ring that did that. And he told somebody that. That when you wear the ring one way, it means you're getting energy from the person. And when you wear the, and the ring the opposite way, you're giving the person an energy. And that's what you're doing with your magic, man. Yes. You're just throwing energy at people like that. That's pretty cool. That's very cool, actually. Yeah. You're right, though. Sometimes this is magic. This one right here, this USC, I made this years ago. And actually, I look at it, and it's like I bead way better now, you know? But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's still cool. I like it. My wife went to the casino, talking about magic. And mm -hmm. we were kind of, I, I mean, it was years ago. We were kind of broke, you know? Um, my kids are young. We were just kind of end of the month type of thing. And um, I said, you know what? Go to the casino. Go, go try your luck. She's lucky. Oh. And I'm not. <laughs> And sometimes like she'll win and I'll lose it. And I'm like, yeah. just go. We haven't we don't really gamble anymore these days. No, I because I suck, but <laughs> I like gambling, but I, I suck. But she went over and she won this jackpot, like randomly. And um what she did is at the time I was watching a lot of UFC. It was like the, the classic era of UFC with um mm -hmm. I forgot who champion was at that time. I think it might have been uh, Brock Lesnar, might have been champion okay. or something. But they used to have shows on uh that were the ultimate fighter, but they would yes. have it there at the hard rock the hard rock in Vegas. Well, she won 
and she and she uh, went and got me front row tickets to USC. Oh, how and I was like, what? That's so what? cool. But she told me, she goes, but it's this weekend. Like, we're going. I was like, what the heck? It's, okay. it's a great experience. <laughs> so we got tickets, flew to Vegas, got front row. Wow. And it was such a small show where um, I was front row. And it was such a small show. It wasn't like one of those big venues yeah. where you kind of drown out, where it was real intimate. And all the UFC fighters were in the house. They were there. And I could just walk up to them and be like, hey, what up, man? And... um. And, and so anyways, leading up to it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to beat a medallion. That'd be cool to wear a medallion because I might mm -hmm. be on TV. Yeah. And so I, I got to work. Like, literally that night, I was all hyped up, and I started beating. And, and at the you know, I still had work and all the things I was doing. So yes. I was trying to beat it on the side. Well, I got it all situated, and I, and I was still edging it. Yeah. And uh, we flew over there, and uh, it was crazy because I, I thought for sure they wouldn't let me do this. But on the, on the plane, they didn't even notice. I wore it around my neck. You know, you take it off when you go through the mm -hmm. checkpoints and all that. I got on the plane and I had a needle with thread on it. Like I, I was still, <laughs> so I was sitting there on the plane, edging it as oh I was God. finishing. We got there just in time to go to the weigh-ins, went to the weigh-ins and they, people saw it. It wasn't fully edged, but I had like, I just stuck the needle in yeah. and we we're there enjoying the weigh-ins. And then I was kind of beating it as I was going, I had like hands, <laughs> my, my yeah. beads in my hand. Yes. I, was, I was super ghetto and rushed, <laughs> but I got it done. And then the next day when the main event happened, uh, we were like walking places and because we were kind of like front row because i had this they were letting me get away with all kinds of stuff they let me wow. walk in the back they th i think they thought i was like a vip be a pass I, yeah because they would kind of be like you know and they, they'd see my neck see them look at my necklace like oh yeah go ahead and they were letting me do like whatever <laughs> so on the back i had dana white sign it oh, wow. i had um joe look rogan signed it uh the amazing uh, they, uh, yeah the shark signed it um I met chuck liddell i met a bunch of dudes uh Shane Carwin, he was uh, he was a number two contender at the time. Yes. Big old giant man. He signed it. Um, I had a bunch of people sign it. Um, the the uh, ring card girls, they were there. I had a bunch of people sign it. You know, I was just hey, you want to sign my thing? Uh, Ronda Rousey signed it. Oh wow! Yeah, I had a bunch of people sign it. I, I made the back out of like that black leather, so yes. it's really easy to sign. Um, but that's but, a, that's but yeah, an amazing piece. <laughs> so, that's a piece that you're gonna since. keep for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of these days, I don't know. I just have it hanging. Sometimes I'll wear it tonight when you're coming over. Oh. I was like, I saw your bling. I'm like, I got throw something special on too. <laughs> we gotta match it up. Yeah, but uh, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Well, you can keep you. beating, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm starting making like little uh, keychains, like yeah. little uh, two, three inch keychains. I'm gonna try to beat. I'm right now. I'm on beating a lighter. Oh, nice. Because people, uh, some people do like the beating around the lighter. Yeah, and stuff. Other people do. And if you ever get to sell in a lot of that, I'm telling you, light, beat it lighters, people mm -hmm. are about because people lose their lighters all the time. Yeah. And uh, even if they're beat it, they'll still lose them. <laughs> but no, people like no. a beat it lighter because yes. you don't lose them if they're beat it. Yeah. Because it means a lot special. And also, my wife, she's getting into making medicine pouches too. Oh, nice. You guys be so, just crafting it up. Yeah, she likes making medicine pouches. She got into doing that. She made a few medicine pouches for some of her friends and yeah. stuff. And she's she's asking, what do we put in? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess they'll have to put their own medicine, but the mm -hmm. pouch you guys make, that's tight. The, um, I like to throw on like a TV show. I've been yes. watching. Uh, I mean, I was watching Friday Night Lights. I watched the whole thing. Watching yeah. Ozark, the whole thing. There's a lot of shows that I really like that we would watch the whole thing. But I would just, I just sit there and beat and do it like that. And then That's over the years, my wife will craft on stuff. It's a cool. It's a kind it's of a, a, it's a nice out there that are looking for something to do. To do it's a nice craft. Thing. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, it's something that she likes making doll clothes. She like making journals and stuff. 
So she'd be doing her thing, and I'll be doing my thing. And along the way, she'd be like, hey, can I ask you for a suggestion? Yeah. And I had to give her my suggestion, and she'd be like, okay. And then I even I asked her for her input on the, the beading stuff, and she's like, I'm asking, what colors can I use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this color, this color, this color. Okay, thank you. And I... That's cool. I know with me and my beading, like, uh, color is something that I used to struggle with back in the day. And then I I learned that if you go online, you look up color wheel, Google color wheel. Yeah. Color wheel. And if you want things to pop, you go opposites. And it makes it stand out. When I learned that, I was like, oh, wow. And the other thing some, a beater told me one time, were like, you know, there's people that, that like study color and all this kind of stuff. Yes. They usually are the ones who make logos. So if you go look at sports logos, you look at logos for big businesses, like not not the actual design and stuff, but just look at how they use the colors yeah. to bounce off. They're like, that. that's a nice way to to let your your mind go into the color realm. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, like those colors pop, you know, like the difference uh, was like, uh, Seattle Seahawks, their colors. Yeah. Um, the Raiders, like the black, white, gray. I mean, there's different colors like that that just, they pop. And there's a reason why the sports team uses them. They're marketing, you know, and they look good. The fire colors, the water colors, I like people like that. The, yeah. You know, the black, red, orange to the yellow, the white. That's always, those are popular. I don't know. I, I really have, like, gotten into really liking color usage. You know, you drop an orange on a blue and, and it makes things pop. You yeah, know? it does. I, I did one, uh, I did a, a lanyard with a gray, blue, and orange. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's, you kind of wouldn't think those would go together. No, but they do. But they do. And it looks really good yeah. when you put it together. And like I that. figured out, I figured out why did I pick these colors? Yeah. And I realized why I did it is because the, the hockey team here in San Diego, the goals, they have a blue. Oh orange, yeah, you're right. And yeah. sometimes they have a little bit of gray in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's the goals. <laughs> so, um, I got to ask you too, what yeah. is your uh, favorite magicians? Who are the who? Oh. Who is the uh, your Mount Rushmore of magicians? My Mount, my Mount. Oh wow, that's a that's an interesting question to ask. Or is that too hard for you to answer? Because there's too God, many magicians. See, is... someone like me only knows a few, so I would go like Houdini. Wow. I would think like you know like those kind of guys. Yeah, um, everybody chooses Houdini, believe okay. it or not. But me, my top magicians that I like. Wow. Um. I have, ha, uh, well, I'll just uh, say some of my local okay. magicians here. Shout them out. Um, uh, Mike, Magic Mike Stillwell. Magic Mike? Magic Mike Stillwell. Mike Stillwell. Oh, That's Stillwell. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, my, not, my wife not, likes Magic Mike, no, too. No, That's no, weird. no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, that's actually his uh, show name, Magic Mike Stillwell. Oh, that's great uh, But he goes by Mike Stillwell now. Mike Stillwell. And, you should keep Magic Mike Stillwell. I'm telling you, that's good yeah. marketing. <laughs> um, also, uh, my good friend, uh, Terry Lunsford. Okay. He's a very good uh, magician who I like, and I always like to bounce stuff off of him. And I would say another, uh, there's so many that have inspired me and helped me out so much. It's yeah. just, it's hard to say who are my favorite magicians. Because um, I have so many good friends and people who I've watched over the years. Hard to, to pick and choose. Yeah, I bet. And then, yeah. like, different specialties, I assume. Yeah. You probably would break it down as to, like, the best illusionist or the best whatever. Yeah, I would break it down best illusionist, uh, best uh, children's, best card worker. Yeah. Um, uh, so many. Um, hey, you ever mess up? You ever just, like, oh, trip gosh, and just mess yes, up really I bad? I do. I do. <laughs> and then you're like, uh. I, I, that has happened to me more times than not than none and you just got to push through it uh -huh. and once uh, a trick matches up you just be like okay that's let's do this one instead 
Do, do people get mad when he messes up, or did they oh, kind of just no? They just like or... something happened that he knew. Yeah, that didn't work. Or uh, do they feel like they, it adds to it a little bit? It adds to actually. It's believe it, it's comedic not. Value to it that, is. Right? It is. Yeah. And that's the thing about uh, magic that I like to do is that when I'm busking, it's more of like, how is the people going to react to my show? Yeah. And stuff, and how are kids going to react to my show? And there's been a lot of times. One time, I had a little girl come up. And help me with the old uh, Chinese linking rings, okay. which is a classic of magic. Yeah. And it's over 4,000 years old, believe it or not. That, tr that trick is? That trick wow. is over 4,000 years old. Older than the cups and balls. What's the oldest? Is that probably one of the oldest? I imagine. A lot of people say that the cups and balls are the oldest. Okay. A lot of people say the rings are. Okay. But I, for me, for magic, those are the classics. Those are like your your go-to tricks that you've got to master first okay. before you go on because the cups and balls will help you on slide a hand and the rings will help you. Are they kind of almost like training? Yes. The ways to train it's you a, to do it's a tricks? training okay. tool. It is a training tool. Cups and balls for me is a training tool because you're doing a lot of stuff at the same time you're fooling people. Yeah. And if you don't master uh, a gentleman named of Di Vernon, is his name? He's he's passed now. Di Vernon was the um, uh, professor of magic. Was his name Di Vernon? Okay. He was known as a professor of magic, and he would always hang out at the uh, magic castle up in Hollywood. And he said, in order to be a great magician, you have to master the cups and balls. You, that like you have to. There's yes. no way around it. There's no way around it. You got to master the cups and balls because that is a very good fundamental uh, magic trick that you would perform with. Because everybody sees the cups and balls. Everybody has seen it millions of times, but it still is a most beautiful trick because at the end of it, you get these baseballs that come out of the cups. You get oranges, baby chicks come out of the cup, anything you want. Was, was that your? Would you say that's your your favorite trick? Yeah, it's one of my favorite tricks. Wait, is there a trick you don't like doing that you kind of have to do? Oh, I don't like the trick called spike. Spike? Yeah, and this has happened many many times with other magicians, where they would have um, five little uh, circles, and one of them would have a spike, a giant nail, about one inch thick around, sticking out up, and they would put bags over it, or they would actually new, use a knife. Yeah, and you, this is on on YouTube videos all okay. over the world, even on YouTube itself, where they go like this. They take their hand, and they <laughs> go over each bag, and they slam it. Oh, bro. Oh, and no. they slam it, and they slam until they get to the final one, and then they don't. And that's the, where the spike is. And they mix it, have the people mix it up, so they don't know where the but spike is. But there's got to be all kinds of times where that didn't work. Oh, it, it has. And even the Magic Castle has a band that trick yeah. being ever performed because it happened one time. I don't know why they do this. They would take the spectator's hand and slam it. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. And it has happened on a live news. There's a oh. video of it that has happened on live newscasts. And no matter what, I will never perform that trick. I don't like the trick. Yeah. It is too too scary, and a lot of stuff can happen. Yeah, and It's proven it has happened yeah. badly. And I will not perform that trick. You ever get into uh, hypnotism? No. 
No. That's, no. Is that part of magic, would you say, or is that a whole different thing? That's a whole entire different thing. Yeah. There, but there are a lot of magicians who do hypnotism and magic. But for me, that's a whole entire different area. I don't I don't associate hypnotism with magic. It seems a little manipulative in some regards. Right? Yes. Do people ask you like do people ask you for weird stuff like that sometimes? Or is that mm, a, or no. they kinda just say, Do your thing, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, they sometimes yeah. just say, Hey, can you do a trick? Yeah. I say, Yeah. And there's times when people come up and I start doing a trick, they said, oh, I know what trick you're going to do. Yeah. And I said, I just hand, stop and hand them the deck. I said, okay, do the trick. Like, if you know the trick, all right, show me. <laughs> do it. Show us all. <laughs> show me. Show us all. And I have put so many people on yeah. the spot like that. Yeah. And going back to uh, busking, and I had a little girl come up to help me out with the trick. And in the middle of the trick, I gave her some of the rings. And I said, are the rings nice and solid? And the little girl took the rings and threw them onto the ground. Oh, jeez. I was like, push her out of the way. <laughs> Get out of here, you little I was like, thank you very much for helping me. <laughs> Sir, do you mind helping me? <laughs> oh, man. And there's been so many. Get your kid. About a whipping. Yeah, busking is a whole entire different animal. It's just. That I, there's been many times when I've been doing them in the middle of a show. And one time a, a guy literally came up in my show and asked me to stop my show. I'm at the very end. I'm getting ready yeah. to put my hat out, do my final little pitch, my little spiel, before all the grand big finale right. of having a melon come out of my hat. What the heck? Yeah, yeah a yeah. melon. <laughs> okay. People expecting a rabbit. No, a melon. A melon, yeah. A melon. And he literally comes up and tells me and wants me to stop because they're getting ready to propose. There's going to be a proposal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And they he didn't did. realize that was his moment? You could have put the <laughs> ring under your hat and you could have helped him with it? Yeah. <laughs> and there's been many times where they have literally asked me to help them out in the proposal. Ask me to help them out of doing a trick or something or try to hide the guy and yeah. have the lady come up and then have him come in and propose right there. That's crazy. Yeah. People get, you ever get requests every time it snows for people to borrow your hat to make Frosty come alive? Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> you no. never heard of that one yet? No, no, I have not. <laughs> and no. you have it, what, do you, what would you advise like a little, a youngster or somebody, or an adult, um, you know, somebody just wants to get into magic? A if, if somebody wants to get into magic, um, find a mentor. Okay. Find a mentor or a, a little magic group or some other people. Okay. But go to books. Go okay. to books okay. because that's going to give you more of reading and understanding of what's going on. And it even will help you think of what's going to look like okay. in your head. And now we have YouTube and online instructions and stuff where people are showing you how to do these tricks. Uh -huh. That's good and all. I don't mind that, but it's, I feel like you're taking away the magic by teaching them the trick than having them go out and having them work on the trick and finding the trick themselves. Right. And speaking of that, one day I did a trick to a young man at, uh, in Balboa Park. I was performing for him, and he had a big brother figure there. And he's like, how did you learn this? I said, you know your local library? He's like, yeah. They have magic books in there, and that's where I learned. He's like, really? <laughs> and he looked at his big brother, and he's like, and he's like do you want to go to the library and find these books? Yeah, can we go today? Yeah, they don't close. Let's go. So him and his big brother went to the library. Well, I think people think you probably would, like, you have to go to, like, 
a magic shop. The magic shop where the Tibetan monks of like Um, where Doctor Strange learned how to do his stuff from Marvel Um, movies. But yeah, you do have to go if you want to get like the um, magician name brand books. um, That's where you would go. Um, There's so many magicians that have put out so many books over the years. There's books on Divernon. There's books on Houdini. Um, uh, Some of my favorite uh, magicians who wrote books are uh, David Regal. Say, say, uh, a lot of these people I speak of nobody has ever heard of mm-hmm. uh, there's a gentleman who's put out some videos uh, Chris Capehart uh, Cosmo um, Darwin Ortiz who's uh, done some um, books and there's so many books out there and they keep coming out with new books new books new books new books if you're passionate you just keep going down those rabbit holes and learning all that oh, stuff oh yeah imagine. and you just keep Getting another book and the only magician I know is old Arnold from Smoke Signals, and he said, "Poof, it all goes away." <laughs> <laughs> Remember that in the movie? Yes. Like, Poof, it's all gone. Nah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I mean, imagine like magic's old, right? It's old, old. Oh, it it goes way back when. It's like goes all the way to the um, ancient China, I believe. Is that where it kind of starts out? That's where I, I believe from? so. A lot of people say it started in uh, Egypt. Okay. And. I believe it's, it started even in uh, in Arabs or medieval era. Yeah, there's where probably magic started too. I imagine like even going back to uh, prehistoric man or whatever. There's probably yes. something inside of us that likes to be mystified or likes to see something kind of like shock somebody yeah. or to uh, fool somebody in a way that's not going to hurt them. You know, just to fool yeah. them. Yeah, and I'm sure. All magic's based in those kind of basic emotions a little bit. Now I'd be as old as humans. I don't know. Okay, now I had some names come into my head that you said, who are my favorite magicians? Okay. Um, Some of my favorite magicians are Johnny Ace Palmer, Okay. Pop Hayden, and Leonard Green. Okay. What's what's spectacular about them? Uh, Johnny Ace Palmer is uh, a grand champion of magic. He's a FISM winner, I believe. And Pop Hayden is just an old-time Western type of a guy. And he's just very funny with the punchlines and stuff, but he does some beautiful magic uh-huh. if you get a chance. They, they always perform at the Magic Castle, but if you do ever get a chance to see him outside the Magic Castle performing at street fairs or something, amazing people. Uh, Johnny Ace Palmer, he has a whole entire routine. It's so beautiful. And his grand finale is the cups and balls. But at the end of it, he produces three little chicks. Live baby little chicks from the cups. That's gnarly. It's crazy. Oh, and also Andrew Goldenhirsch is another incredible magician. So do these magicians, do you think, I mean, like in their regular life, they're going around, like when they're on stage, they have this presence. Oh, yeah. This mad, do you think some of those guys live that all the time? Like... They're just at the mm. market, like, hey, excuse me, there's something behind your ear, or, oh, you know, I mean, that's kind I of a corny thought, yeah. but, like, do, 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 like are, there's definitely an eccentric, like, kind of eccentric personality yeah. that does this, seems like. But I, but a lot of people don't know these people's names that I'm yeah. throwing out there. These are all Like, if people, you just saw them at the restaurant, you wouldn't know that that dude's, like, yeah. a world-famous magician, right? No, you wouldn't. Um, but um, Andrew Goldenhurst, he does an incredible uh, trick in the close-up room, uh-huh. and... He does a trick where he has a tattoo of a butterfly on his arm and he peels it off and then he folds it up and then a real butterfly flies away. What the heck? 
I'm not joking. It's crazy. Yeah. And me and my wife, we went up there to go see him perform. We're sitting in the close-up room at the castle, Magic Castle. And we're sitting down there, and then he's doing all these neat little tricks. And one time he did a trick where he produced. He has long, long hair. Yeah. And he said, I want to show you something. This is He grabs, gathers up all his hair like this and puts it on the table. And a frick, I, I, I'm sorry for my language. <laughs> a, All good. a rabbit comes out of his hair. Oh, really? A real live little rabbit well, comes man. out of his hair. I mean, I've seen like bugs come out of the yeah, hair. Yeah, you've seen <laughs> a rabbit coming out of the hat. Poor rabbit, huh? But a little tiny rabbit comes what out of heck? his hair. Yeah. And we're sitting there and he comes right up to my wife. Would you like to touch it? Yeah. And she, my wife's like, yeah. And he throws down his hair. Go ahead and feel it. Isn't it real? And, and then, can you hold the rabbit? He gave her the rabbit to hold for the rest of the show. Oh, that was pretty cool. And that made her night. Yeah, it's it really just, part of it. I'm just like, oh, my God, you don't. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And your wife, did she know you did magic or when you met um, her? When or I, did you lead in like, hello, the um, magic man, Kenny's in the house? I, she knew I did show magic. show where the magic happens. Or, I no, I, I, yeah. we, how we met was very unique. We met at Scream Zone, believe it or not. Uh-huh. She worked in uh, the haunted hayride section. I worked over in the tent section of the scream zone. Yeah. And at the end of the work day, work night, we would go over to Denny's and eat and talk about our night and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I just came home and one night I had somebody, hey, can't come over to, to Denny's, show the other people your magic tricks. So I started doing my magic tricks. And I would see her sitting all by herself in a booth. And then I was like, you know what? I got to go over there. Gotta make, gotta make the real magic happen. Gotta I gotta in. go over there, and I said, "Hi, I'm Kenny," and we introduced, and I yeah. kept on talking to her, talking to her, and stuff throughout the whole entire year and stuff. And then it's cool. You guys got uh, beautiful huskies now. Oh, we have two white huskies. Yeah, yeah beautiful, beautiful white huskies. Um, uh, their names are Zeus and Winter, and nice. they are rescues. We get okay. we get rescue animals, and we found they are both rescues. Okay, and we have a rabbit. Who's a rescue too? So all animals are that are, are at my home are all rescue okay. animals, and if anybody is looking to buy a rabbit, a dog, or anything of that, or a cat, go to the shelter. Always, yeah. please go to the shelter because you wouldn't believe how many dogs are in the shelter, mm-hmm. especially huskies. Yeah, you and would think those are such nice dogs. They people are. spend so much money on them. They do, but people, especially in San Diego, they want a husky because of the it's, look. But then they're they're kind of they're, they want a yard. They those need, dogs need a little room. They to need run. about a good acre yeah. yard, and you got to take them out weekly. And that's Every, the problem when people don't people they don't. get them, and then they just they get, get, them, get rid of them yeah. real quick. And, and they don't take them out running. They're like, why is my dog being so destructive? You got to exercise them. They're yeah. they're bred to pull a. A sled in the cold. That's yeah. what they're meant to do. They're working dogs. Yeah. So we try to take them walking up the up the trails around to the res, or we take them out and we walk them around. And a lot of people think that our dogs are wolves. Yeah, I kind of thought but so. When no, they're they're Siberian huskies. They're yeah. white Siberian huskies. Beautiful people. They're really well behaved. Um, <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw, when I when, uh, I saw you rolling a powwow, and you're walking around. They were chilling. They, were, oh, they yeah. weren't giving nobody no hard time. No, I mean I mean they're being on their best behavior. I'm sure. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful dogs though. Yeah. 
That you know what that's uh, someone will ask you too. The, the scream zone. You, I mean, that's pretty cool. Those yes. of you guys don't know. Uh, I don't know how everybody else's cities are, but here in San Diego, we have those uh, haunted Hunt houses on 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 roids essentially. I mean, there's just these big productions where yes. it's all built up, and you have all these guys that are uh, cast members out there scaring the crap out of everybody. And you were one of those dudes. Oh man, it was so <laughs> fun doing it. I was first year. I didn't know what I got myself. How many years have you done it now? I did it until twenty. 19. I started in 2012. Okay. okay. And I, I ended in 2019. That's tight. Yeah. I remember when you told me you did that. I was like, what do you mean you're working at, at Scream, Scream Zone? Zone yeah. like, you're and scaring people? Yeah. People, yeah. people love to be scared. And it, people actually do love being the people who are the actors to scare people. People just like seeing people literally scream, yeah. run, and. Oh, I always feel lame because you know what? I like going to those. I like the vibe. My kids love it, all that. I just don't get scared. There's something in my brain where I go, this isn't real. And it doesn't, like, I don't. Yeah. But I enjoy it. I'll yeah. walk through it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It but is. I can't let myself get scared. I don't know. It's uh, kind of a bummer because I wish I could because it's fun. You know? It it's is. Fun. Trust me. One of these times you will get scared. If, you, if you're if you not looking for it, you would get scared. <laughs> you know what? I got scared the other day. I was walking in uh, down in town. I was by Logan. Yeah. And um, I was looking at this dude's house. He had a fence. Looking at like I don't know somebody's yard had much stuff, and some caught my eye, and out of nowhere two little dogs came up and started barking. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Dude, that scared the hell out of me. I was like, what the hell? Man, I was a jump like two feet. I was like, what the heck? That scared me. But yeah, so you know something probably will scare me or has, but I just generally I don't get all creeped out or spooked out, and I wish yeah. I kind of did because it's fun. And uh, but my kids they love it. You know it's fun. It's uh, yeah we have a really good network of that in San Diego. There's oh, uh, yes. usually. You know, with obviously the pandemic, it's made everything funky. But, but prior to that, man, we had like the haunted hotel, a we had haunted hotel. Zone. You had Scream Zone, yep. and you had uh, the haunted trail in Balboa Park, and then you had Disturbance, which was a nice little uh, outdoor one. But recently, the place for the haunted hotel has closed down. The okay. uh, landlord did not renew their lease for the basement part of the hotel, uh, so there's no longer a haunted hotel in downtown. Oh, it's really sad. And then uh, uh, the Scream Zone, that that's at Del Mar? That's, that's in Del Mar. That's the big daddy, pretty much, right? That's the big one? Or is... No, that's kind of like... Well, all the, the all the attractions are sisters. Oh, okay. So the, everybody's like a little sister. So they rotate the props around between each attraction. Really? I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like little sisters there and everything like that. So it's like... it was a, It was a great thing. You know what did scare the crap out of me one time is I went to Not Scary Farm and those oh, dudes yes. will come sliding in on these like oh, kneeboards yes, that are sliders. metal. Yes. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting. I was really really foggy and we're just kind of walking and this dude <laughs> come sliding in. I thought he was gonna take me out. Like, hey, what the? <laughs> oh man, that the, was fun. That's Queen, a cool one. Yeah, the Queen Mary has that too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. The, is there any of those that you don't like? Those the, uh, those like Scream Zone type places. Anyone you don't oh, like? They're all pretty good, huh? They're all good. The one I will not go to is Seventeenth Door. Where's that at? That's in um, like uh, Orange County area. Oh, okay. They touch you. Oh. They okay. do a lot of stuff where they'll touch you, physically touch you, and everything, yeah. and you sign a waiver before oh, okay. you go in. Sure. I I'm sorry. I'm about going into a haunted house where it's a hundred percent safe, hundred yeah. percent safe where nobody's gonna get hurt. You're just gonna get scared. You might <laughs> run into people by accident by getting screamed at, and. But I, I will not go to a haunted attraction where they're going to touch you or physically harm you. I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm not into that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, accidents happen. And you know what? It's at their own risk, too, because 
Sometimes, I mean, you come out of some left field and someone gets touched. Sometimes, I mean, there are people out there who train to fight. Yes. Been, that have been in violence. I have, you know, and it's like some people will oh just react gosh. and pop them. Uh, yes. Without, you know, and feel bad about it, but that's just some people respond in that way. Uh, I would be leery of touching somebody and then just turn around and pop me. Believe it or not, I have almost got punched. I, I bet. <laughs> I have almost got punched. One time, I scared somebody so bad, they came around and they smacked me across my face. Oh. That's so messed up. They smacked me. I'm like, Whoa. was this a woman or it was a woman? <laughs> I kid you not. She don't be letting no dude put hands on you. No, no. I she just came out of nowhere and I scared her like because at the time I was doing a, a different character for Scream Zone and they had them like five of us walking out in the area where all the lines and the food area are scaring people running around. I was chasing people around. In and out of lines, and it, and people are just sitting back watching, like ah, there he goes, there he goes, and and one time I scared this woman, and she literally just smacked me right across the face. I'm like, hello. Oh. <laughs> I told security what happened, and they're like, what do you want to do? You want to kick her out? When you know, I'm like, as long as she does not do it to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, don't smack nobody else. It was just a reflex. Is what it was. Yeah. It was nothing harmful. She got really scared, and she just—it it was a—it fr- was a fright or flight move. Yeah, it was a reflex. It right? was yeah. a reflex. Yeah. All so it was was. But there's been incidents where people have went into the interaction and literally went fighting the actors. Literally, That's punching. Yeah. Um. One. Uh, it's it's just really crazy because one time we had a, a guest come in and he started just strangling the actors. What like crazily all the way through and then they had security come in tackle him take him out and it was that's terrible it's like come on man you know where you're going you know they're gonna try to scare the hell out of you i mean the one i do see where people can get scared is when they pull out the fake chainsaw because there's no <laughs> chain on there but people are like ah it's a real chainsaw it is a real chainsaw, uh, it, it is a real chainsaw but it ain't gonna but cut it's, you it's yeah. not gonna cut you it's a hundred it's just the sound it's just the sound and the, the little sound. bit of wind that comes off it where yeah. it's kind of like ah I can oh, see people get weird about that, I, but I mean everything else you should expect. I, I got to play with the chainsaw a couple of nights. Oh gosh, that was so fun! <laughs> it was so fun. One time, my my kids and I we set up a bunch of stuff in our front house here for Halloween, and uh, you know I got five kids and my wife I and, and I had a couple of nephews come over and stuff, and they were hanging out in the field. Oh. So you know you pull into my spot here, and it's like on Halloween night. It's kind of dark. They're kind of driving in. You know, and, you know we're out here on the res. Yeah, and I just you just like pull in, you just randomly see like a, a Jason or Mike Myers yeah. standing out there walking in with a knife, and oh, most I... people go like, "Oh, it's scary," and then they come up and you know someone's Look dressed that. like a zombie and they start moving. You know? Yeah, and, and I... usually I'm sitting there so they don't get flipping out, but I'll get up and start break dancing or something stupid. <laughs> but, but we had we had a uh, I won't say who, but in our community they came and they're bringing their uh, couple of young grandkids, and this lady I had like a conniption, she totally fell apart. And oh. I felt so bad. We turned all the lights, like, hey, you know. And, uh, like, they drove, they left and everything. And the kids weren't even scared. <laughs> she was scared. She came, and she was like, oh, my God. She was like, she got super emotional. <laughs> we were like, uh, I don't know if we want to do this again. It's because oh. I, I felt bad. I think, like, we, like, like I, I feel like her brain, like, she got jarred a little bit. Yeah. Triggered her a little bit. And he came back. He goes, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, because. She started like screaming, screaming. Oh, and boy. I was like, oh, what do we do here? Uh, we were just kind of, yeah, she like got in, she got triggered by it. That was uh, my one. We did that a couple years. Then after yeah, that, we were kind of like, like uh, no. We'll do it fun. I, I want to do uh, this coming up here or whenever everything gets normal. I, yeah. I, wanna do, I was always wanting to do with my kids the uh, 
the Thriller, my MJ Thriller. Oh yes, Michael Jackson, you know. And then when they come up, do the little dance. dance. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I'm corny like that with my kids. They're getting too old for that. They kind of look at me like, "Nah, we ain't gonna do that." But we used to do like, you know, the whip and nene. We did that all dressed up like Halloween characters yeah. and stuff. I don't know. I, I like to be festive like that. It's fun. But yeah, but the magic uh, nowadays has kind of like lost a little bit of its lust. I feel really. Yeah, because the internet has taken over so much of the magic of where uh, you can learn everything online now. Oh, I bet. You can learn, and all the magic shops are now online. And nobody has patience, right? They're and not gonna nobody sit there has watch. patience. They're going to Google real quick what yeah, the trick is. Yeah, they're going to Google it, and, uh. then, and there's people on on YouTube are going to break down how the trick works. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you ruining this? Are you just yeah. a type of person who just wants to really ruin the magic for everybody? Sure. Come on, let everybody enjoy the magic and let them figure it out themselves. And what I miss the most is the brick and mortar magic shops, like we said before. Like there's a magic shop in Seaport Village. Uh, there was a professional magic shop in uh, Curdy Mesa, believe it or not, in the '90s called Bradbert's Magic Shop. Uh-huh. And that's just something that you don't see anymore. Is a, a brick and mortar shop that has all the props and stuff, and you can walk in, and the guy could tell you, um, "What? Hi, how can I help you?" And you can tell if you're new or if you know your magic, you can ask him, hey, do you happen to have this, this, or this, or this? Yes, no problem. I have it right here. Yeah. And now you got to buy it online and you got to wait for a week or two weeks. And and if a magician goes out to perform somewhere and there's no brick and mortar shop, they can't buy the prop if they forgot it at home. Yeah. So it's like, do I drive for two hours back to get my prop or do I come back and that's one thing because when I went to Bradbirth's magic shop there was always magicians in there hanging out doing tricks and everything vibe, Just, it chill. was a vibe chill yeah. and they would ask, you would ask them questions how can I see this trick or can I be like I don't think that trick's good for you uh, try this one instead Yeah, like they would know your skill level just by looking at you and hearing your experience of what magic would be that's pretty cool. I know one time I went to the uh, travel hall. You know, everybody gets all their... Yes. Our, our addresses out here are whack because we're <laughs> on the res. Like, I always think, like, if someone's going to try to come attack me at my house and they get my address, good luck. You ain't going to find my house because oh, no. our addresses are all messed up, which is, like I said, it's sometimes a good thing. Yes. Unless you're trying to get stuff sent to your house. So we all, my res, we all, our res, we all get everything sent to the travel hall and then we go pick it up. Yep. I went down there one time and you had some stuff in there. Yep. I was looking for my stuff and I found my stuff. And, and you then, seen it, it says... Vanish Inc. Yeah. It's it, a- <laughs> it is your name on there. And I was like, mm. my brain went, I wonder what's in that box, dude. What is Kenny ordering? He's probably ordering some craziness, dude. What's in that box? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to know. You know? Uh, it was probably something. It was probably you a, really a, wanted a to take DVD. A, you but really was, wanted to like slit yeah. it a little bit to, to peek. I wanted to know what this trick is. Like, I don't know, there's a little gremlin in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, you just kind of like, what is this dude ordering up, man? I wonder what he's got in there. It's got to be some magic stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So how, how do people get a hold of you, man? They want to uh, book you. You can uh, book me at magicjugglerks at gmail.com. That goes, okay. that's my direct email. Cool. I check it every single day. Also, you can uh, send uh, a Facebook a message through the Magic of Juggling of Kenny Shelton Facebook page. Oh, you have a page? Yeah, page I have on. a okay. page, the Magic of Juggling of yeah. uh, Kenny Shelton Facebook page. And you can 
uh, contact me that way too. Okay, cool. So go give a like and a share and all that kind of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And if you're uh, if you're out of area, fly Kenny in, man. <laughs> all you guys out there put on conferences, you're looking for natives to come into town and, and show the kids some. Call Kenny up. And if you're San Diego, hit him up. He'll come through. You know, obviously, like you said he's safe with the COVID stuff, so yes. you know, he might not be able to do everything for you, but he'll do some stuff. And then you're on Instagram though, right? Yeah, it's oh, okay. a Magic Juggler KS. I haven't really updated. In yeah, there, it's hard, to keep, it's up all, with it's hard things, to keep up with all keep really keep up with <laughs> all this uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and it's like, what do I want to put out there so people can yeah. see? Because maybe, maybe already people have already seen this or already seen that. Yeah, but, and there are some YouTube videos of me performing in Balboa Park. If you look up Magician Balboa Park, you'll see a couple of uh, little clips in there. That's cool. Yeah, I, you know, I feel the same thing with Live from the Res. Um, I have a beating page, Master Beater. Uh, the master beater or whatever. But it's like, when I was when I was doing a lot of Facebook, so I'd update it, keep it going, and then it's like a fire. You build it, and it keeps, it seems like it's flowing. You get a lot of likes, a lot of response, yeah. a lot of attention. And then I was over on Instagram doing that, and I kind of let my Facebook go. And then it seemed like the Facebook gets no likes, no love, no yeah. nothing, because I'm not on it a lot. So it's hard to do all of them unless you're yeah. just sitting there on your phone all day. And well, end of the day, I think word of mouth probably. It seems yeah. like Indian country. It always seems to work still. Well, do you have your cell phone on you? Uh yeah I do actually. Oh good I got Don't ask one. Me to swipe left. Oh no yeah. I I have a trick for you. Uh oh here we go. I have a trick for you. We're gonna use your phone for this. One. Okay. And we're gonna put it on the uh, ca- on no. the camera mode. Okay. And we'll get camera. back to that in a minute. Okay so put it put it on camera. Put it on camera and we'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, a, a video or a photo? Just photo. Okay. Just photo. Because I'm gonna take a picture of you here okay. in a minute. Okay. Okay. So what I'm gonna have you do, Ralph, is okay. I'm gonna have you pick out any cards you like. Okay, it doesn't matter. You do that so quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Any card? Yeah, All right. it's going to be any card. This, this is something, a little knack I like to do. All right. Any card, it doesn't matter. Okay. Reach in and grab out any card you like. All right. I'm going to grab. That's, no, this one was a good one here. Oh, that know? one? Okay. No, I'm just joking oh, okay. with you. <laughs> We're going to make things a little harder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got the card? Yeah, I got Not it. Here. Uh, do you want to change your uh, mind at all? Are you happy with the card that you have there? Um. If you want, I can, but I'm down with this. This is a good card. You, you're you're good, good, card. good with that card? Yeah. All right, good. Because what we're going to do here is that we're going to take um, some of the cards face up and some of the cards face down. And you can show the camera the card. I won't look. I will not look. All right. And I'm going to shuffle these face up and face down into the, each other. All right. All right. So we got cards all face up, all face down, mixed up, face up, face down, face up, face down. Okay? That's yeah, all mixed up. And uh, I'm going to riffle down like this, and you just tell me when to stop. Stop. Right there? All right. Or you want to go a little deeper? Okay. Uh, right there? That one? Sure. Okay. Are you happy with that one? I like it. Now, look, you remember, you could have picked um, uh, any one of these cards, okay? Uh-huh. You could have picked any one of these cards in here. And do you want to change your mind for any one, or are you happy? Um, um, I'll keep this card. You keep that one? Yeah, okay. straight. Now, what we're going to do is that we're going to take half the cards face up. Okay. Half the cards face down, and we're going to mix them up. All right. All right. So we're going to mix them up face up and face down. Just like. What do they call that? That's A pharaoh. That's the pharaoh shuffle. Yeah, that's the pharaoh shuffle. So we're going to just put that there. Okay, it goes in there like that. All right. So all the cards are face up, face down. And so they're all mixed up, face up, face down, face up, face down, face up, face down, face up. And I want you to do is when I riffle through here, just tell me to stop. Stop. Right there, go ahead and place the card face down. Boom. Goes in. So it goes in face up, 
face down, cards still mix all the way through. Sure. And we're going to shuffle it up one more time. All right. So you can see all the cards going in Every and other out. card. Every the other Pharaoh card. shuffle. I just learned that. That's pretty tight. Yep. And we're going to mix it up. And once you hold your hands like this. Boom. Forget like about that. it. All right. And I'm going to have you hold the deck of cards just like this. And you can see the cards all okay. still mix, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a picture of you holding the cards right here. Perfect. Excellent. And I'm just going to move that right there. All right. And I'll go ahead and close the fan. Okay. Just close it up. Just like that. Now here, I want you to hold the cards in your hand. Okay. All right. Just hold them just like this. In your okay. Hand. And put your other hand on top. Okay. Now, you're thinking of your card that you picked? Yeah. You're thinking of it? Thinking of it. All right. I want you to think of your card. And just right now, imagine all the cards going face down. Okay. And you're the only card that is face up. Okay. Take a look. Oh, that was your card? That's my card. You know, you, you I didn't mean these cards. No? I meant the ones in the photo. Wait, what are you talking about? Take a look. All right, here we go. Take a look in the photo. What are we doing here? Oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> that was the card, though. I found it. Yeah. What the heck? That's pretty tight, man. <laughs> you, my, my, let me see if I turn my thing up here. You probably guys can't see it, but I'll throw it on there. Anyways, that's tight. That ain't gonna lie. That's pretty tight. <laughs> I'll, you ever just you probably just sit there and do that like like all like I don't know Thanksgiving Christmas you're just sitting there doing that. Uh, sometimes yeah. Or does it get old? Do you ever get old and tired? Or you're just like eh. sometimes I do get yeah. old and tired. It's like right now I'm a little uh, burned out of busking because yeah. I really have to rethink myself because of. A couple of years ago, I went out there and tried to perform again, and people weren't really into it anymore. Yeah. It seemed like maybe some were, some weren't. It was just changing times. I'm telling you, man, this pandemic's got everybody acting weird when we're, you know, and I get it. Uh, there's a real reason for that, but it's like when you interact with each other, like, do you shake hands, hug, fist bump, do you just nod? People are weird with like social yeah. engagements right now. So something like what you're doing has got to be a little hard on, on people that it is. feel comfortable just to talk to some random person. Yeah. Or to conglomerate in a circle, mm -hmm. you know, 10 strangers watching a trick you're doing. That's yeah. That's kind of hard to do. I think, it, it, it is. But there are still some people who do want to go out there to Balboa Park and be entertained. And there are people who just don't want to be entertained at all. I bet, man. There's always that one cranky person. Well, man, I you know I thank you so much for oh, thank uh, you. coming in. You gotta do this again. I'm always, oh, yes. I love your tricks. I always love seeing it. Uh, thanks for sharing some of your no magic problem. here, Kenny. It's always been a pleasure knowing you, man. All it's these years. It's been a pleasure knowing and, you uh, too, Ralph. Thanks, man. And your beadwork's on point. Oh, thank you. I ain't gonna lie, man. Thank you. You got you got to come up with a cool name for that. <laughs> magic beads or something. Well, I am gonna work on doing a magic trick that involves beads. Oh, there we go. I yeah. can't wait, man. All right, live in the Riz. Holla.